Hello and welcome to Journey into History, the Loki After Show. Um, this is our final episode. I am Paul. This is Liz. If you don't know that by now, where have you been? Come on. Should have been following us for the last five episodes. Um, obviously, we're a bit late with this. Sorry, we, we both had like massive work and life commitments that have, have prevented us from, from getting on and doing this as fast as we would have liked. I do hope you guys have stuck around and, and you know, you're here watching it now. Um, got plenty to talk about in this episode, Liz. I mean, uh, it's, it's a big a bit, one. It is a big one. Uh, not just for, for the episode itself, but for what it does for the rest of the MCU. Um, if you want to support us in doing these shows, please do click the link for the Patreon, which is up in the banner and down there in the um, in the comment section below the description box, I should say, because uh, we'd really love for you to do that. It really helps us out. And you can join in from two quid a month. I think it's... That's low. That's low. Right. Liz, I know you're chomping at the bit for this. It was, what uh, do you yeah. Think? Oh, geez. I mean, it, okay. So, yeah. I mean, uh, it was, it was a great episode, but really what was so great about it, I think, is, uh, is the way it kind of unfurls into something that I think is going to have a really big impact, uh, on the larger MCU and, uh, the next phase. Right. Of films. And I kind of think this is where they're kind of like tipping their hand a little bit and showing what they've been building up to you know, with the shows. And it's it's been really clever because, you know, while all the little seeds have been there in the other shows, I think this is where you kind of start to see it coming together and you kind of start to see a direction that they're probably going to be moving in. So that was very exciting. But uh, mm. but in terms of the episode itself, um, you know, it, it was it was pretty great stuff. Um, you know, we start right where we left off, uh, you know, Loki and Sylvie entering the Citadel at the end of time. Mm. Not, uh, not, uh, not Ravenscroft or Ray not Ravenscroft. You know, no, <laughs> not any of our predictions. No. Um, however, you know, you were right on on one major thing. Which, yeah, uh, we'll get that, to in a minute. that is. Um, I I kind of like the red herring of Miss Minutes. Yeah, um, quite because, creepy. Quite creepy in this scene, yeah. But there was there was someone someone did float the theory that actually Miss Minutes is like the big bad of the series, which I would have loved, but um, you know, would have kicked it into a a kind of weirdness too far, I think. But again, like I, I would have been there for it, I think. Yeah, and we really don't know like who Miss Minutes really is if she is just this like sort of automated figment who you know sort of mm. acts for kang or you know if it's actually something else or someone else um you know that's not really clear that's not super clear but it's kind of an afterthought you know the big reveal here was obviously he who remains yes so not kang the conqueror so okay is. yeah there is actually in fact um a character two totally separate characters so mm. he who remains is in fact a character unto himself but uh what they seem to have done here is like that mishmash where they I... have basically combined uh that the role that that character played in uh like you know some old thor episodes during the simonson run um and okay the conqueror yeah. which you know he he does directly refer to himself as the conqueror he never says kang but you know you know who they're talking about you know who this mm. is well, he, 
he said he's been a, he's been called a conqueror at, yeah. at various times. Um, now, can you help me out here? He remains and Immortus are the same person or not? No, Immortus is right. just like another sort of um, another identity of Kang's. Right. Okay. Thank you. Because I was I was kind of wondering about that. I I, I think it's an interesting way to play it because. Yeah, obviously we've had variations on Loki and other characters throughout the show. In fact, in this episode, we get to... Is it this episode we saw the the other... Oh, no, it's the last one where we saw the variation on Renslayer. Um, and, and, you know, Sylvie herself is a variation on Loki. So it, it was interesting they played that theme out right to the big reveal, you know? Um and I like the actor that plays Kang. I I absolutely loved his performance. He was terrific. He was, you know, I mean, basically, he just kind of chewed up the whole episode, like, uh, yeah. and stole the scene. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, it was great. You know, uh, Sylvie and Loki. You know, some of their interactions were really fantastic. But uh, but really, this episode kind of belonged to him. And yeah. um, and that conversation was, you know played out for the bulk of the episode and it, you know, completely just gripped me and had my attention, you know, from start to finish, especially, you know, when it goes from, you know, okay, he knows everything that's going to happen to the moment where he suddenly doesn't, uh, which right. was really cool. And, and also like, I'm surprised they went as far as they did with Sylvie and Loki. Like I, I genuinely am surprised they went for, romance i didn't think they would can we just point out uh something we were talking about at the beginning of the show before we went on to air there's a lot of sort of background noise today in both our our houses some guys across the road from me are working on on their house so you may hear some noise from that people are working in your house i believe Liz, so you may yeah hear so there could be Sorry, some guys. drilling and things like that yeah i apologize <laughs> if that happens um but you know that's it can't be avoided so yeah, we're really sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I didn't think they would go as far as they did with, with Loki and Sylvie. I didn't think they would actually, you know, do it as a romance, which is quite an interesting, weird thing for them to do. I think I said it at the time. It was kind of floated. It's like, that's bizarre for Disney. Um, but, I, you know, the battle between Sylvie and Loki... I was kind of upset to see it, really, because they they bond, you know, bonded so much throughout the series, and it was just like, oh, this is really sad that it's going to end this way. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. I mean, you know, I, I thought the fight scene was really great, um, and it was. Yeah, it was quite sort of tragic to watch, um, but it, you know, it kind of comes down to you know what I thought was one of the great lines of the show, the you know, the series as a whole, and um, this episode, which is that it comes down to the fact that Sylvie can't trust and Loki can't be trusted. Yeah. And, you know, as Sylvie says, that puts them in a pickle. Uh, you know, and it kind of really defines both of their characters. Uh, and, you know, and uh, as, as I think I've mentioned in previous episodes, like, you know, trust is like, you know, sort of this, this defining uh, trait of Loki, you know, that you can't trust him. And with her, it's kind of the opposite. Um, but it's still integral to both of their characters. And, and yet, you know, Loki was willing to trust Kang. 
He was willing to believe Kang. Yeah. And, you know, that was an interesting move for Loki because I genuinely... Like, you know, as he says in in the moment, like, I'm a liar and I believe him. I can recognize, you mm. know, when someone is lying. Um, so, you know, it, it's in keeping, you know, with this character that he would be able to identify it in somebody else. Yeah, very true. Um, I mean, what, what alarms me, not alarms me, but what's more interesting for me at this point is one, I mean, we see Sylvie disappear off through a, uh, a sort of time gate. I don't know what, is there a name for those? those sort of oh, the, well, yeah, the doorways, I don't know, temporal yeah. doorways. I don't know, I'm making that up, but. Um, and we don't know what's happened to her. I mean, her, her kind of stuff isn't resolved for the series, I think. Um, but we also, you know, we get a sense, you know, we see Kang meet his end, uh, which we really, you know, which we're told throughout this episode would be a bad thing. Yeah. So we know basically Um, what, uh, you know, what happens, uh, you know, if he, or, you know, in the, in his, you know, his sort of barter, Loki and Sylvie, if, if no, you know, if neither of them are sort of running the TVA and maintaining the sacred timeline, then chaos abounds. Yeah. And Loki, uh-huh. you know, is sort of willing to accept that and, you know, and do, you know, take the offer for the sake of the greater good. And that's a, you know, we, we actually see like a, you know, sort of a growth in his character there, you know, that in fact, he doesn't want to do it just for a throne you know, which is what Sylvie accuses him of, but because he actually sees it as the lesser of evils, whereas mm. Sylvie sees the greater evil in, uh, you know, the absence of free will. And she's she's also got her personal revenge, you know, that has been her life's mission, but she also sees it as a greater evil to take away the free will of, you know, all these potential variants and universes by keeping them in line. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it poses an interesting question for me anyway, like where, you know, cause I, 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 there is, I do kind of believe that life puts you where you need to be. Um, not necessarily in the way you might expect. And I, I, I do genuinely believe that. I, I just, that somehow you will end up kind of where you're meant to be. Um, and it's something that we've discussed sort of in, in personal conversations, you know, quite a few times before. But it then kind of raises the question as as to whether or not is life really predestination or is it just a random set of happenings and coincidences and, you know, things happening at a completely atomic scale that have no bearing directly on you but will ultimately decide your fate. And, And I think that's what what kind of these guys then have to face is, you know, is it free will? Is there any such thing as free will? Um, And if so, how best to use it? Because like, I I think the way the episode is skewed, we're not meant to believe that Sylvie is right. Right. Where, you know, we, we see the, you know, the madness that sort of happens as soon as all the timelines start Mm. branching off. And, you know, what that means for, you know, our Loki, you know, who winds up 
not where he thought he was. Uh, he winds up in a very different timeline, uh, still inside the TVA. Which, which I, I did love that even right to the end, they were still pulling things out of the hat, which is, you know, as you say, he's not. I'm just going to switch on a light here, actually, Liz. Sorry, I'm going to go off camera for a second because it's actually getting it's actually quite dark. dark in this room. Yes. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've got to remind them for, for constantly pulling things out of the hat and really kind of, uh, you know, being quite ambitious. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, we're told that, that series two is coming, um, which, which I, can't, they, yeah. I, I can't remember if they revealed before the end of the thing. Like, did they? Or, I think or was it was it... kind of a known thing, but mm. like they, they it hadn't been officially confirmed uh, until that moment. Hiddleston has come out and said that he will happily play this character for the rest of his life. I mean, um, it's, it's his, you know, it is his most iconic role, you know, by a country mile. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think all the fans would be happy if he continued to play it for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I think, I, I wonder what's going to happen to him in between series now, like whether or not we'll be seeing him. You know, will season two pick up directly from season the end of season one? I don't know, because I think it, it would be to the MCU, MCU's detriment if they didn't have him in the movies every now and then. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Love and Thunder is going to go by without him in it, I suspect. Um, you know, Which, by all yeah, accounts. I'm already kind of disappointed. <laughs> I know, yeah, because I mean, the Thor and Loki dynamic is, you know, uh, absolute gold. And you know, for uh, for what they're trying to do in Love and Thunder, I get it mm. because it's not really, you know, it's it's Jane Foster's story. Um, and I think to have you know Loki and Thor sort of, you know, chewing up the scenes with with their, you know particular brand of chemistry would just kind of mm. take away from that um but i you know i really hope we haven't seen the last of you know loki in the movies and loki and you know or tom hiddleston and chris hemsworth you know getting to uh share scenes together uh because that would be you know a travesty and i think people yeah. would would really miss that i would i, I mean i certainly would and, I, and i'm glad it's not the last we'll see of Kang, because as I said, terrific performance. Now, whether or not he'll play those that the same way in in Ant Man, because we're told we're going to get Kang the Conqueror in in Ant Man, yeah, uh, Ant Man three uh, or Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, as it's apparently going to be known. Um, and I, but I wonder if we are going to get the evil version. Oh, we are. Um, I mean, like, you know, that seems indisputable because this is supposed to be the benevolent version of Kang. And, mm -hmm. you know, even even the benevolent version is quite chilling, you know, in lots of ways and willing to do quite ruthless things. Uh, well, I, so I, he, as I he, as he even says, extent. I think, um, you know, mm -hmm. oh, you don't even, you know, if you think I'm bad, you don't want to meet my my variants. Yeah. I, and to a certain extent, I think he's actually quite mad, this version, because he's he's there as I say, at the end of time, watching it all blip by and, and kind of decide, having to decide how the pieces will move. And, and 
this is the thing that kind of really excites me about the next phase, which is it's going to take on a decidedly different aspect. Now, Feige says apparently there has been a meeting where they've sat down and discussed the rules of the multiverse. So there, there is going to be, you know, some guiding principles in there. As um, there should be, as there should and, be. And kind of what it says is we're almost certainly going to get what has been rumoured for for far from uh, for No Way Home. Um, or maybe, I, I, I don't know, because you, you can never trust Marvel to just do what they think they're going to do. Um, but I, I think this opens up the most interesting kind of phase now. But I think at some point it's going to need some direction. So, I mean, can I can I talk a bit about what I think is going to be the direction of the next? Yeah, let's. I'm time. dying to talk about that stuff. Go on. So, I, I think that we're we're not going to get the Fantastic Four till the end of Phase Four. I I I absolutely agree that the Fantastic Four are going to have to play a big role in this whole big multiversal mess. Although, the Twitter account for fantastic four is up and running already um which is quite an interesting sort of thing um I'm, what's I'm on really, there i haven't i haven't seen it so. i don't think it's anything i'm gonna i'm just gonna bring it up now um because i started following it today but it's interesting that they've got the account up and running already um i've got to find it now <laughs> This is always the fun bit of the show. I really should have this queued up. But in the meantime, I, I think we're going to get the Fantastic Four at the end of um, the Phase Four. Okay. Uh, I, I think they won't miss out on the synchronicity of that. Plus, um, we're, I think we're going to get Galactus at the end of that phase. I, okay. I think all the this the sort of multiversal messing around will will probably bring about Galactus. That would be a big thing to happen. Um, literally. I'm not sure we'll get Doom straight away. I think we'll get Doom in phase five because I think phase five is gonna be heading into uh Hickman's Secret Wars territory. I already think we're in his Secret Wars territory. Do you think so? I yeah. see. I don't think we're there yet. I, I think we're gonna. I think that's what it's gonna be, and that'll be their way of resetting, just as it was with with the comics. You know, they reset the the, the sort of six one six with Hickman's Secret Wars, and they brought Miles Morales into. Uh, and you know the doors open. I think. I mean, to me, for... it already feels like that's what they're doing with like No Way Home and everything. You know, it kind of feels like this was the you know the door opening okay. uh, between universes. And... Maybe it will flip. Maybe what we'll get is Fantastic Four and Doom for the end of this, and I, like I, I can see them carrying on the, the multiverses. In fact, they they are definitely getting because they're into twenty twenty two already planning, and and that's got to be phase five, right? So Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. I mean, I you mean, know, without because you know they wouldn't need to have Doom as the figurehead that he was in Secret Wars. They could re easily replace him with Kang. Mm -hmm. You know, the role he True. played, and uh, I mean, because Kang 
you know, and the Fantastic Four, you know, tangle quite regularly. And um, and obviously the Fantastic Four are the ones who who time travel and, you know, uh, you know, kind of go between dimensions, you know, out of, out of the heroes, you know, of the Marvel Universe. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I kind of see them kind of possibly swooping in near the end and, you know, being the one with the, you know, ability to sort all this mess out. Um, potentially. And I, and I can kind of see them starting in the 60s. Um, I see. Yeah, that's that's been like a fan theory for a long time that I love and I hope is true. Uh, you know, so I I would love a 60s set Fantastic Four movie and, you know, then have them need to time travel the future mm. for whatever reason because of this whole multiversal madness. Yeah, like th th there's so many ways it could go. I mean, as you say, we, we're definitely kind of assembling a Young Avengers, which is something we, we will talk about. I think when we discuss Black Widow for for reasons that I'm sure the audience already knows, but we're going to save until we do the Black Widow recording uh, later on this week. Um, and I think maybe they're kind of going to push it to them to kind of save the day, possibly. I mean, I, I think they'll know. play. I, mean, I think they'll have a role to play. You know, I, I don't see them as the ones to necessarily sort all all of that out, but I do see that by the time we get to the end of phase four, there could potentially be a Young Avengers team assembled already. Yeah, definitely. I, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna go there. I mean, what, they kind of got to have it assembled by, by the time Doctor Strange is finished. You know, I don't, I I mean, is, well, one assumes that Wonder is gonna be retrieving her kids from wherever right and like and uh america chavez who is a young avenger is being introduced in doctor strange uh multiverse right. madness so uh basically yeah i i could i could see that by the end of that movie they've got pretty much all of their players in place that we'll have kate bishop by then um we'll have uh america chavez so yeah by by that point you know i think you've got your core team of young avengers minus like hulkling who may or may not, uh, you know, get a get a first appearance in She-Hulk? Sure, sure. Um, which, of course, they're very much discussing now, and by all accounts, it might be very Deadpool influenced. I mean, wherever that means, we're going to get the full four breaks. I don't know. I'm not sure that's something I want out of She-Hulk personally. Yeah, I mean, it's a little weird, but um, I, but I, hey, I'll take it. You know, I'm fine. Yeah, and again, they do the things that you wouldn't expect very well. Yes, I, I will say. Um, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt lately, though, that, I mean, a lot of people seem to be turning their back on the MCU. They just, I think the series have kind of put a few people off. I understand some of the criticisms. You know, I see some faults in, in each series. Um, but for me, the gripes are kind of minor. And I am actually really excited about where it's going to go now. And I don't see the point of necessarily dropping out at, at the most exciting moment. Um, I think that the and, series, you know, I, I get it. But if you look at them as a connected sort of entity that exists, like, you know, between films, uh, I think, you know, like they, they've built up something really clever between the three series, even though they've all been very different. And they were, you know, we were told, oh, no, they're all standalone, you know. But actually, you know, each one kind of, you know, adds another little piece to the overall puzzle. And 
I, I, I certainly I'm not sure it's going to be possible to watch the next few Marvel movies without without having seen this series in particular. It certainly wouldn't be as um, straightforward or satisfying to just watch the films. I think you could. I'm sure they're you know they're they're always clever enough to you know to make things standalone enough to be enjoyed. But at the same time, I think you know especially now with the Loki series, I think you know it's it's kind of uh, pretty integral for you to understand, you know, where all this multiverse stuff came from, uh, you know, that's going to ripple out into these films. Like, you know, it it, it happens here. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And, and, and you know, speaking as someone who really wasn't interested at the beginning of the whole MCU thing, and I really wasn't, I was just kind of, eh, you know. Um, I, I can say that I've grown interested, and I think they've really kind of you know, done something unique and it continues to be unique. Um, I, I think there are faults. I think there's some, there's technical faults and things like that, that, that as a person who loves film, first and foremost, I, I have issue with, and I still have issue with, and, and indeed we are going to probably talk about that when we talk about Black Widow in a few days. Um, so, but I, I can't, I don't necessarily understand this kind of dislike that's coming in. You know, I've spoken to a few people who I know and respect who are really kind of nah, hated it. And I, I just, I, I don't get it. I think the problem is, is there, there really wasn't a lot of action happening for people. And instead it is just two people in a room talking but you've got to look at the subject that they're discussing, you know, and I was riveted to that, you know, it's like, I, yeah. you know, you, you could have heard a pin drop, like, you know, in it, while, while I was watching it, it was just, you know, uh, I, I was really interested to, you know, to hear his explanation for all this stuff, because I know how important it's going to be going forward. Um, you know, and that what they're discussing is going to have like a huge impact on not just this series, but you know, the next phase of films, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, I, I thought it was a great episode. And, um, you know, what you're saying about pushback and about people maybe growing disenchanted and saying, oh, I didn't like it. I mean, there are always going to be people who feel that way, you know, when something like the MCU exists, that kind of just, you know, it's a big machine, it keeps churning out stories, you know, and, um, you know, you can always opt out. You know, you can always opt out. That's, yeah, totally. You can always pick and choose what you want to watch. You know, maybe you although, maybe you just want to watch the films. Although I, I I do understand partially the argument of, although I dismissed it initially with David when I did the interview with David Anderson a few months back. Um, he like, I don't think you have to watch everything. However, they do sometimes make it a bit difficult not to watch everything. <laughs> And th- there is a bit of cultural ubiquity to it all that I, I find somewhat alarming. You know, I find any form of cultural ubiquity a, a bit alarming, really, um, because I, I, I think what it does to the rest of the art is is really negative. And and actually, I think one of the negative aspects of the MCU is the fact that everything's got to be a shared universe now and whenever i hear that about some things i'm just like 
please god no just make something right i mean well that is that is like bandwagon jumping and you know obviously you know i i well no it's not just an element of it it's like you know obviously um it has been to the detriment of several franchises that they tried to do that um you know in the way that they did i would argue that um i mean i think the very obvious example is like the you know the monster verse um, you know, with the mummy and, you know, Godzilla and mm. King Kong and all that. I mean, that like flopped really hard, um, you know, and they kind of, it was just very forced. Well, I mean, and, Godzilla um, seems to be doing well because they keep well, making Godzilla no, movies. No, I mean, the, 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 the individual films, you know, did okay. But I mean, I think the mummy did pretty terrible, but all the, yeah. uh, well, the, that, the, big yeah, I- the universal, the big idea to create a shared universe out of it just didn't work. Yeah. Um, however, uh, yeah, uh, and and also, I would argue that um, that the way they went about doing the Justice League, uh, you know, for me, that failed very spectacularly. I think that they rushed into it instead of trying to build up to it. You know, I just don't think they went about it the right way. I think it'll turn yeah. out okay in the end, but I, you know, for me, um, it was done very poorly by comparison to the Marvel Universe. And, um, you know, as far as shared universes go, I think the only really successful one, you know, that continues to be successful is, in fact, the Marvel Universe, or the MCU, rather. Yeah. Um, and it's because uh, somebody who really understands comics and comic book storytelling is, you know, the one who's sort of the maestro at the top. Absolutely, and that makes yeah. all the difference. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, the, the fact that people are jaded against it, it's like, okay, you know, that's fine. You know, if you're sick of it, yeah, there is a lot of movies, you know, it's, it's, it's huge. It's, but it is like nothing else. There is nothing else like it. Uh, and you know, you can either embrace that or you can kind of, you know, like become disenchanted with it. That's fine. If it's too much for you, then it's too much. Just stop watching it. Um, you know, or pick and choose what you watch, you know? Uh, but you know, if you're, uh, the, you know, the whole like complaining about it. Oh, you know, I'm so sick of the Marvel movies. Oh, they suck now. It's just like, well, no, they don't. Um, you're just sick of it, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, I mean, this is something we are going to have to circle back to later in the week when we do Black Widow because uh, some of these comments will resurface in, in, in other ways. So we, we've got to kind of t- talk about that when you know when we get the chance which is uh we're aiming for kind of friday that should be up guys um in the meantime i do have to mention that this is this might be the last one of these after shows we do uh we're currently kind of looking at that and and we might just incorporate them into the comic show um but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think uh, you know. We like, discussed this. We have discussed this. No, we haven't. We have. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, everything changes. We are kind of looking at different ways to bring all this stuff to you guys, and and you, you know, if you've got some ideas or things in particular you'd like to see us do, do hit us up in the comments. How did you feel about the end of Loki? I would love to know that. I'd love to hear from from some of our listeners and, and, and watchers out there. How did you feel about it? Where do you think it's going to go? Um, because obviously being not a neophyte to Marvel, but someone who doesn't have their kind of nose in it as much, I'm, uh, I'm just kind of making guesses out of what I've read um, in terms of the comics, which isn't a great deal. Um, 
but I'd love to know what you guys think so we can we can kind of discuss it on the next whatever the next version of this is um but yeah we, we you know we will be back with the comic show quite soon um where where you know which is kind of more uh comics based rather than the movies and tv so we will pick up on the comments there so liz i mean how are you feeling about the next phase are you excited or are you like can can you sort of gauge think back to how you felt as you were coming towards the end of phase three are you kind of more or less excited at the moment than you were? Well, back okay, then? so here's here's what I, know, I think I about that. I, I feel like right where we are right now is kind of where I was at um, during phase one, in a way, because okay. right now, what I feel like we we're in kind of a phase one of sorts. You know, Endgame was like you know it, it capped off um, you know uh, you know three you know phases of storytelling. Um, you know, that came full circle that had a, you know, beginning, middle and end. And we're back to the beginning again. Um, so, you know, I, I remember that moment where it all kind of fell into place um, what they were going to be doing at the end of Avengers 1 in that after credit sequence where you first see Thanos and you first see, you know, who the big foe is going to be. Mm. And I feel like we're still in that, you know, in that coming up to that moment. You know, it, it isn't clear yet if okay is kane gonna be the thanos is that gonna be the next like big phase is it you know from all this you know the seeds they've been planting it looks like that could very well be um you know that in fact you know the next big phase of stories is going to be about the multiverse um possibly with kane as sort of the thanos like you know uh figure uh that's possible but anything's possible right now that's that's what yeah. i like about this phase you know we're early stages you know where in in the first three phases it was really clear what they were doing they were building up the infinity stones they were building up to the infinity gauntlet uh they were you know and and that was brilliant i thought that was just amazing i thought that it was an incredible thing that they could carry out you know a storyline over 10 years worth of films 23 films um and you know tell a whole cohesive story and right now we're we're very much back in the uh, territory of the unknown. We don't mm. really know if they're going to even attempt to do something like that again. Um, but I'd I'd love it if they did. I thought you know because it was it was so exciting you know uh, going through those films you know when when they introduced each stone you knew that they were building up to something huge and then they delivered on that and it was amazing. So I would love if they could recreate that kind of excitement for me. And you know I am I am really excited. Uh, yeah. you know, to see what it's going to be, what the next big story that they're going to tell is. I'm just thinking now, actually, you know, we don't know that Kang will be the Big Bang. We don't even don't. know that Doom will be the Big Bang. It could be Sylvie. Could be anyone. We don't um, know. It could, yeah. Like, I, I mean, there is an interesting kind of open field to, to kind of play on right now. Um, although they know because they, <laughs> they they've planned a couple of years ahead, as I understand um so uh it's it's gonna be fun times um and, and of course there is part of you that's that always is more interested in the things you aren't sure of like so we know what's coming out but it's like well beyond that will there be things announced that we don't you know that we're we're kind of 
I mean, we know we've got we, we know we've got the FF on the horizon. We know we've got the X Men on the horizon. You know, it's uh, it's like basically we're in just hugely unknown territory. I mean, you know, we could be building up to like an Avengers versus X Men for all we know. We don't know. Um, I, I'm glad actually that the one rumor that hasn't popped up throughout all this is. Uh, Oh, this will be the thing that introduces mutants, which I'm really surprised. <laughs> I know, yeah, because they everything everything's going to be the thing that introduces yeah. mutants, and, and Mephisto is going to be the big bad of every. <laughs> 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 but hey, we we played that game too during. Um, oh yeah, that was uh, one division. You know, we it's were a fun game. <laughs> we were dead set on it being Mephisto. Yeah, I was dead set on the bird being Mephisto, <laughs> the lamp being Mephisto. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm really, really curious to see what's going to happen or where we're going to end up. Um, but, yeah, exciting times ahead. Uh, and we'll be here for it in one form or another. Um, so later on this week, Black Widow, we'll be doing that. It's somewhat belated. As I said, we've just been caught up in life and, and work and things. We've got our own crust around this. Um, but please help us out with the Patreon because that, that would mean... Uh, that would mean we could do more of these shows and less sooner, less you know, yeah. <laughs> on time. Uh, yeah, uh, we are sorry about that, guys. It, it really yeah. got away from us. Um, but uh, we should be yeah, back we, we, to uh, a regular schedule, you know. Yes, yeah. with the comic and the show pods, and... I'm very behind on uh, getting the podcasts versions of these out. So, thank you to anyone who's listening on the podcast version. I really appreciate your patience. I think. Wednesday or Thursday, there is going to be a massive drop of podcasts. So I'm going to get get us all up to date with every video. Uh, we'll be out as a podcast. So I'm sorry for anyone listening on Spotify and Apple who's wondered where they've gone. It is just a a sort of scheduling issue. Um, but we'll be back. Uh, follow the, the comic crush at the comic crush on twitter and instagram you can follow liz at liz c jordan on twitter um you can check out liz's writing on comics and comic book movies on her website uh lizcjordan.com you can follow the comic crush every week and see what's there i've got some great stuff lined up i will be writing about the kind of possible repercussions of, of multiversal storytelling uh, I hope this week for the website, please do take a look at that. And, and don't forget to drop me a line. Tell me what you think. Paul at the comicrush.com is my email, or you can DM on the Twitter. Um, or you can follow me at comic crush Paul on Twitter. And talk to me there. Uh, you know, hit me up, talk to me, tell me what you think. I'm interested. Um, Liz, thank you very much for doing this. We'll see you soon for black widow. Indeed. Um, Anything else you want to add to this before we we disappear um, into our own multiverse? <laughs> um, no, Paul. I you know I think I'm I'm just ready to you know go down the rabbit hole into an <laughs> alternate timeline. Yes, I, I I'd like an alternate timeline myself. Right, <laughs> right, guys. Thanks very much, and we'll we'll catch you soon. Remember, stay safe. Uh, wear a mask. That's my. There you go. That's my political affirmation for the day. Wear a mask, look after yourselves, and we'll catch you next time on The Crush. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>